and welcome to another YA Book Jam, the monthly YA Book Club podcast with your hosts Shelley Mack, Arden Jones and JL Bleakley. Today you're definitely in for a treat because I think unanimously we can all agree that we absolutely adored this book and the book we'll be discussing today is Totally Deceased. Now, I do have a reason for choosing this one particularly. I connected with the author, uh, Sue H. Cunningham, and I asked her if she'd like to come and meet the author, where I got a chance to interview her. And after I interviewed her, I thought, yes, this would be the ideal podcast book. So I'm going to just read a little bit of the blurb for you, and then we can get straight into chatting about it. So 17-year-old Jess wakes from an emergency heart transplant to discover she's being haunted by the disgruntled ghost of her donor, teenage socialite Tilly. And she won't leave Jess in peace until they unravel the mystery surrounding her death. Their investigations take them deep into Tilly's luxurious heiress life, from private schools to Swiss banks and high-end hotels. But the clues lead somewhere darker than either of the girls could have imagined. And if Jess can't solve the murder in time, her own life may be at risk. Mm. So let's talk about your guys' thoughts on the cover and the tagline, what you thought. And for you, were you the same as me? Was it love at first sight? Um, yes. <laughs> I love that cover so much. And it's pink. I'm a huge fan of pink. And yeah, I just think the colours, the typeset and that bloody gem heart, mm. it just it stands out so much that I think even if you hadn't chosen it, I, I think I would have been drawn to that to have brought that anyway. So I'm so glad that you did. And I love like, the tagline on the front. I think it's really clever, totally sums up what the whole book is going to be about. Although, until I read the back, I was thinking that I'd be reading it from Tilly's point of view. But I think from Jess's, it was absolutely perfect. Yeah, I definitely would have picked this book. And it's it's such a fabulous one to look at. So yeah. well done, team at Scholastic, for that, because that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And and the protagonist is Jess. So um, what were your thoughts on it, Jess? Yay for Jess! <laughs> <laughs> for Jess's everywhere. Woo, we love um, Jess. <laughs> so Yay. the front cover as you said it's just gorgeous isn't it like it's so striking and we've said before how simple covers just make such an impact and they just stand out on the shelf and I love that this book isn't a romance but as you said it's bright pink with a huge love heart in the front of it and I feel like it's only when you get a bit closer and you read the title and the tagline you realize wait this isn't a romance <laughs> but I love that I love that from a distance it looks like something totally different as for the tagline it's great it sets the story up like you said Arden and I really like how the front cover is all about Tilly. I'm actually glad you sort of flagged this up as well. But the front cover is all Tilly, but then the blurb at the back is all Jess because this book really has two main characters. And of the two of them, you know Tilly would want to be the centre of attention, front and centre, yeah. where Jess is kind <laughs> of the more behind the scenes, understated, like I'm just average Jess. So yes, like for me, it was definitely love at first sight with the cover and the blurb and I was just so excited to read it oh I love the way that you've put that over Jess that's brilliant a very astute that is exactly a brilliant planning and marketing as well with the book again that's off to Scholastic and I love it like when you look at the heart like much closer and then you see the little dripping blood coming from it's also a little bit gross as well but it's like I quite like it you know (laughs) yeah it's brilliant I just but they're all sparkly and rich because of Tilly yeah definitely definitely and mixed in with all the gems as well just kind of giving you a little bit of foreshadowing about her and her life as well which is pretty cool so I think we can all agree that before we even began we were really off to a show stop and start with this book right at the beginning we meet Jess our protagonist who has just been dealt the news that she has a rare condition parvovirus without a heart transplant her condition 
will be most definitely fatal. And that is stated on the first page of the book. So we find that there's a very short prologue that's an, it's announced as a prologue, and this is where we find out this information. And then we go straight into the first chapter, which then becomes after the heart transplant. And, you know, our main character, Jess, continues that. So I want to know what your thoughts were at this point on the prologue, because I know a lot of people are pro-prologue and other people don't like them so much. So I'd be interested to see, to see what your thoughts were on this particular prologue. Well. <laughs> oh, here she goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I like the pro prologue. I'm like, it's just going to be pro prologue. <laughs> no, Whoa. no, I already know the answer to that one. <laughs> Whoa, guys, let Jess answer Sorry, the question. Where's yours? So I was going to say, are we really going to do this here? Because, um, yes, Shelley knows exactly how I feel about prologues because um, it has come up before, and because we are, we're, all three of us are critique partners. This is a big debate. It's really controversial. People feel really passionately both ways. And I have to say that, Arden, you may have to mediate between us. I don't know, but I am anti-prologue. I am the person who, if there's a prologue in a book that is more than one page long, I won't read it. And obviously I read this one because I knew we were going to talk about the book. But I think it's because a lot of the time prologues feel like info dumps. And a they often take place like years before the events of the book. They often involve a character that's not even the main character. And I think that if I've gone and I've been drawn in by a cover, if I've been drawn in by a blurb and I've had the book's hook there and then I open it up and it's like the character that's hooked me, the storyline that's hooked me, it's not there. I have to get through all of this first. And it just makes it feel like hard work and like homework. It's like I have to get past this part before I can get to the good bit. So I do personally struggle to engage or connect when that happens. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm more of a straight to the action kind of girl for sure, personally. That being said, all rules have exceptions. So I'm not going to sit here and say every prologue that has ever been written is a bad prologue. But in general, they're not my jam. However, this didn't feel like a prologue to me, I'll be honest, since it happens directly before the events of chapter one, it involves the main character. And I'd like to kind of hear what you guys think about this, because I was a little bit confused as to why this was a prologue and why it wasn't just chapter one, because everything happens chronologically in it. But anyway, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But as far as you also asked about what we thought about Jess and being introduced to Jess, I mean, she's called Jess. I loved her, <laughs> of course. She seemed really real. She's definitely someone a lot of people can relate to. I feel like everybody either is Jess or has a friend who is Jess. and. Yeah, I was invested and hooked from the start, but I'm still anti-prologue in general, and I will die on that hill. <laughs> but this one, I did not mind. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I can see that on your gravestone, yeah, Jess. Yeah. <laughs> Jess, <laughs> anti-prologue. It's all I want to be remembered for. <laughs> Goodness. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, so where was we? Um, prologues, <laughs> yes, of course. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. To, not to, not anti prologue way, but it, it didn't feel like a prologue, did it? It was just like a bit of a. No. We need to know this information before we move on with the story. So let's get it all out there at the beginning. And it was kind of a bit like that. So I feel like it was a it was just a setup to the story. And I and I and I think it was written really well. It had really like lovely stitches of backstory weaved into Jess's life at the moment. Um that she has parvovirus, a disease that dogs get. I was just like 
can humans get this? Oh my goodness, I now need to look this up. So yes, I did. Um, and there is one variant in case anybody is interested. It's B19. This is the human form of parvovirus. So this is obviously what Jess has. And no, we can't catch it from dogs. So but it is pretty widespread. Yeah. I'm just going to add that to my list of growing anxieties. <laughs> okay, get this. Oh God, don't, I know. Yeah, I was sort of lost in a bit of thought there, getting in a panic station, you know. But anyway, I liked it. I feel like it really, the story here, it moved really quickly with Jessie's condition that she needed this heart transplant with some really good stitches of backstory, like that she's changed school, she's moved house, her parents are split up and her mum has moved to a commune. I mean, everyday life, right? But anyway, like I loved her character. And I think like what you said, Jess, everybody knows someone like this. She has like, got sarcasm, which is really warming. And I felt and yeah. it really drew me to her. And there was even a little swear to the end of the prologue, which is really unusual for a YA that early on. I think it was, I've not written it down, but I feel like it was, bollocks am I allowed Mm. to say that and I was like oh my goodness this is I love this I love a little bit of naughtiness in a book a little bit of boundary pushing that's all me (laughs) what I really loved about this whole opening is how Mm -hmm. the author suit she just threw us straight into the action it was straight away there was all the weaving of the backstory but it didn't feel like it was an info dump and I loved that yeah definitely no it didn't yeah I felt like it was like the perfect amount of setup and backstory and it immediately hooked me and I just I just I thought it was brilliant personally. I just really loved it. It was so fast paced, straight in there, and that's that's what I love. Yeah, absolutely. I think maybe in this case, author Sue has just nailed down um, the prologues <laughs> for anti-prologues. You know what I mean? It's like maybe this is just the right way to do it all along. Because I do agree with you that um, it didn't necessarily read as a prologue for me because in the in this prologue, you're straight into the action and they always say, you know, when you're writing YA, you know, you've got to be straight in at the incident, you know, the exciting incident that starts your story. And that is what she does here. She's yeah. like, literally, she gives, she wraps up everything so tightly in that nutshell. And the first chapter that you know, you're completely grounded in the story and you know exactly where you are and you know exactly where you're going. And that really is a true credit to the writer to be able to do yeah. that. Because it's not easy to do that. It's, it's not, um, and especially that she gets people to know. We learn about it. So we learn about Jess. It's not like it's all this huge, just this is what's happening. We're straight in there. We learn about our character and I just I found it amazing. Yeah, that was that was one of the best part. Yeah, that was the best part for me as well. It was actually the fact there was only like what three pages or something like that and she that she had to do that in. And uh, you already learn all the sort of conflicts that Jess has in her own life, which you've already mentioned, um, Arden. She's got all these different things going on in her life, uh, life yet, yet she's witty, she's whip smart, she's mm. she's really is quite a ballsy character, yeah. and she's yet she's facing all this stuff, you know. And I'm just like immediately, I was just on the Jess train, you know, and I was like, yep, yeah, <laughs> oh, this character, I'm aboard, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. So another Jess in my life to love. So and, I mean, she wrote yes. a prologue that even I couldn't be mad at. So that's an achievement. Exactly. Right there, so, so Sue, if you're listening, <laughs> bravo! Well done. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> right. So we are going to move on to the next question because I think we probably spent quite a large amount of time answering that first question. <laughs> so right after Jess's heart transplant, we discover that she is not alone, and she's joined by the ghost of her donor. Now, can we just pause and take a moment here to discuss our thoughts on how cool a concept this is 
and sort of where our heads really were at at this point once we found out that there's something that she's not alone and that Tilly's there with her. Oh, it, it's a really cool concept. It's, like I've heard of people in real life, like having personality changes and stuff like that, or having new memories of their donor's experiences. I say real life, I don't personally know, but you read about these sorts of things and, and I feel like there's probably been films made about it. Whether it's true or not, I have no idea, but I really love this concept. In fact, it's given me a completely new idea for a book that I'm now writing because it is completely different to this, but it's given me an idea. And I love that about books, that you can read something and you're just, you're then so inspired as a writer. And I I love, I just absolutely love that. But um, yes, this concept was amazing, really freaky. I just really wanted to know what was going to happen. Obviously the blurb gives a lot away, but I just wanted to know who this person was, who this Tilly was and what she was like. And I think it was really, really cool. And I think she'd done it really well. I am going to say though, like I've done some Googling since, because I was like, surely there's been like a book very similar to this and I I couldn't find anything but I did find a Netflix show called Chambers if anybody wants to watch that um it's it's now in my list of a very similar plot but it's more of a horror horror series um rather than like this dark sort of humor that Sue has but what I really loved about this was that was that dark humor that dark comedy take on the plot which could be a really scary thing but made me laugh so much and all those little one-liners really just made this book I loved it I'm with you both like what a cool concept it was so fun and it's funny you mentioned Netflix Arden because all I was thinking while I was reading it was like this would make such a good Netflix teen movie or tv show oh definitely it's such a pitchable concept it also didn't seem far-fetched to me it made perfect sense in my mind while I was reading it as someone who doesn't believe in ghosts at all there's two things in this world I don't believe in it's prologues and ghosts and I was on board with both (laughs) what is happening (laughs) so that's testament to Sue's writing yeah it was just I, I loved the concept from the get-go. Oh, yeah, me too. And do you know what I really, really loved about uh, the connection between Tilly and Jess was how, you know, the reactions that Jess's body was having was still as if Tilly was, like, partially... She did really feel so uh, tangible, so there, you know, it was like, in the, you know, if she's sort of separated and went too far, then it would actually affect... The heart that was already in there like they were genuinely connected and there was for all intents and purposes at this point in the story you have no idea how she is going to be able to move on to the afterlife and I just the way that it was described like sort of like an elastic band effect I just thought it was really cool the way that that was described and I could sort of visually see that in my mind as I was reading it and I've never seen anything like it but like you said Arden it's it's the humor makes makes it better. I'm really glad that Sue went with that element rather than the sort of, you know, high stakes, tense thriller, which does have elements of that in there. But the the witty banter between the two characters was just absolutely on point. And I just, I don't know how many times I laughed throughout this course of this book. (laughs) Like genuinely laugh out loud laughs. And there's not often a book has done that for me. So yeah, I loved all those points about it. It Again, that all comes into the story very, very, uh, quickly and it's you know it continues on it's a continuous theme all the way through which is great so yeah moving on to more questions so we learn that Jess has just started a new school and that she doesn't really have any friends she's got parent trouble health trouble and now a sassy ghost that she just can't shake mm-hmm. so what were your first impressions of Tilly so over the first kind of couple of chapters we realized Tilly's here to stay what were your first impressions of her did you connect to 
uh, to her straight away? Um, or did you share Jess's annoyance surrounding her? I thought Tilly was amazing. From the minute she walked onto the page, I was like, this character, I, I mean, yeah, she was so much this book. I felt like Sue wrote it for me. I'm not going <laughs> to like this is amazing. But, so um, are you now? <laughs> I'm everyone. I'm, I'm claiming every character in this book. No, she was so funny from the first moment. She was sassy, and she was. I think what I loved most about her is she was so out of touch in so many ways with the real world, but with such confidence. It was just comedy gold, and yeah. I definitely laughed mm-hmm. out loud. Just like you said, Shelley, her dialogue was just impeccable. It was so witty and just so great, and. I think at this point in the book, because this is very early on, like you said, like we get into this really quickly, like from the get go. And I think at this point she was just comedic relief, which was fine. Like I was enjoying it and I was loving it. So at this point, she was a really fun character for me to read about. But I think as the book goes on, as we'll kind of talk about later, that's when she became a little bit more than that to me. She wasn't just the comedic relief anymore. There was all these other layers to her character that we were going to kind of discover as they got further on. But yeah, no, I mean, I am here for Tilly all day. (laughs) Well, she'd written her character so well. The minute we met her, we was like, she's going to be the most annoying person, like totes annoying, I could imagine her saying. But I didn't share Jessie's annoyance because I loved her character. Um, I loved how they were so different to each other. You know, Tilly, the post socialite, who is just like, we need to solve my murder right now. And then there's Jess yeah. who's like, or who Tilly says mm-hmm. she's common, um, who no, with no threat, friends and just wants to get on with her life. They were both completely, completely different, but with this huge pull that just pulled them together because of the heart transplant and their growing relationship. It was amazing to to read through that yeah my initial thoughts was Tilly is so annoying I could not be her friend at all she would drive me insane but I loved her as a character um I loved her over exuberance her like obvious show of privilege she just wasn't shy in just letting everybody know how rich she was and all the great things that she has and she's done she was just the perfect perfect character to have been this the dead girl who needs to solve her murder I just think she was brilliant yeah I think it's absolute testament again to Sue's writing because how difficult must it be to write a character like Tilly who is completely entitled and privileged and has never had to want for anything you know and she comes into contact with somebody who is the complete opposite in terms of the financial element of things I thought that in particular the balance between the two characters was great because Jess she she didn't take it she just gave back as good as she got and I think that's why their friendship worked and you could already see this foreshadowing of this friendship that you knew was going to blossom throughout the course of the story mm-hmm. and that got me so excited because I love unlikely friendships if this situation had never have happened they would never have been natural friends in real life so it was amazing to see how they both inspired each other helped each other and helped them both to see the world in a different way and I thought that was really really superb and I loved Tilly from the onset, even although she did have these annoying quirks and she would say like really inappropriate things and as I say, very entitled, Sue just managed to make you, the reader, like her straight away. Even although we're reading from Jess's point of view, it very much is the case that both of these are, like you said, Jess, you know, the protagonists in the story. So it was great. So at about 50 pages, we get into the specifics about the accident and the deliberation of Tilly's death. 
So we discover she was about to inherit her fortune, but died two weeks prior to it being released. I have to admit, at this point, I was like, ooh, and I was playing detective. And in my head, I was like, yeah, I think I've already, I already know who's going to be behind this. <laughs> so where were you guys at this point? Were you the same? Did you have any theories? Oh, I was definitely guessing. I didn't get it right. So, I, so did you? Um, did Who you thought it was? Did you, was, was you right? We won't name names yet, but was you right? Yeah, yeah. Really? At this point, I thought I had it sussed and I wasn't correct um, at this point, but I wasn't far off the truth. No, no, I'm, I'm with you there. I, um, I did figure it out before the end, but I thought it was another member in the family, yeah. but not who it ended up being. Me too. Yeah, yeah so I, straight away, I was like, everyone we met, I was like, is it them? Is it them? Is it them? But apart from... The, the actual person although like when you think about it now if you can kind of see how she'd set that up and I'm gutted in a way that I couldn't tell <laughs> but yes I am going to say that I did think it had something hugely to do with Aunt Lulu for most of it and that was where I was going that's who I thought it was yeah. it's always about money isn't it in these sort of situations yeah and you knew well her parents weren't there so if she's gone then all the money's going to have to go to a relative so then I was like well that would make yeah. sense that might be the aunt who we've never even seen but we know of so yeah, that's what I was kind of. Yeah, who has who seems to have some kind of control over mm-hmm. her, her money and stuff. And yeah, I I really just was thinking, but then I thought I was second guessing myself because I was like, this is probably too obvious to be this yeah. person. But still, I I still didn't guess, and I'm gutted that I didn't guess. But that's that's what I love about books that you can you you're guessing until the end, especially when it comes to like a murder mystery. So you know, I love a murder mystery. So absolutely, I was here for this part of the story. <laughs> and I was very interested to meet some of the players in Tilly's life and see what these characters were going to be like. So at this point, I was excited and anticipating lots of interesting characters with motives and twists and turns. And ultimately, that gas moment that all good murder mysteries should have. But it's so interesting to hear what you say, because I, the moment the murderer was introduced to us, I knew it was them. Wow. But I'm going to go into that a little bit more, I think, maybe on the next question, what sort of gave that away to me. But I think it's so interesting hearing that you both had a different experience. The murder mystery part of the story was was great, but I still kind of feel like the dark comedy side of it was like the main selling point of the book. So for me, it wouldn't have affected my enjoyment of the story not to have like a really turn on its yeah. head, twist, gaspy person that you find out it was in the end. Because for me, this book was about so much more than just that murder mystery element to it. And I think all the main elements she's completely nailed. And that comedy that we so rarely see in books that's written this well is what made this book incredible. But yeah, at this point, I was excited for a murder mystery to be part of it. And I was just sort of looking forward to seeing who the people are we're going to be yeah definitely and I I agree with everything that you've just said there as well for me it was massively just about lovable characters who keep you turning the pages that was that was what what it was for me 100% now starts the adventure of trying to figure out what on earth has happened to Tilly and of course she's basically in her Tilly way, blackmails Jess into going along with everything that she asks her to do. So we get a snapshot of Tilly's life at our memorial service, which she's made Jess attend. And we meet some of her not so nice friends, her headmistress and her god sister, Georgie, who plays a big role in helping Jess learn more about Tilly and who might be after her money. Did you have any continued theories at this point in the story? Now, I know this will be a big answer for all of us as well. <laughs> Uh, yes, 
<laughs> so just, yeah, basically really going on from exactly what we've just talked about. <laughs> Absolutely. So I was leaning very heavily on one character being Tilly's murderer at this point. There is an age-old murder mystery. I don't know if you can call it trope, but I guess trick or cheat sheet. And I spent my childhood watching whodunits with my dad between that and my mum reading me Nancy Drew. There was no hope for me. Mm-hmm. I know you guys have said that murder mysteries aren't your thing, but oh, no, I, I was going to be obsessed with mysteries because that was just my childhood. And I was indoctrinated with Sherlock Holmes, Murder, She Wrote, Columbo, Poirot. So anytime you watch an episode of say for example Columbo I mean this is true across the board but let's just go with Columbo it's a bit different because you see the murder at the beginning so we as a viewer you know who the killer is and then the rest of the episode is about him figuring it out every single one of those episodes the killer is the one who is really nice really helpful really interested in the mystery and always there on hand whenever the detective needs any help and it's kind of across the board with a lot of these sort of classic whodunits and there's a psychological thing about it as well because even in true crime you often find that the criminal cannot help themselves but to kind of put themselves in the investigation oh, I've and heard that so many so, times and yeah. it's scary there's been some horrible yeah times of that. yeah but yeah so those kind of shows like it's always that character and it's that age-old thing of like it's the person you least expect but it's more of that thing it's like the person who's really helpful and who's really helping you out so as soon as I met Georgie and she kind of saved Jess from these really horrible girls and she was there and she's like let me do that oh come ride in my car just keep the headscarf like oh let me tell you all about Tilly and I was like right major red flag and then everything that she did after that just confirmed it yeah the thing with Aunt Lulu I never even thought of Aunt Lulu because she had no page time like she she didn't appear at any point in the book so I was like if you want to have that shock it's going to need to be someone who are like no way they seem so nice so for me I was Georgie from the beginning because she was exact acting exactly like those types of characters that I'd seen before. So I was thinking, okay, she's my top suspect. Mm. Oh, even though I didn't suspect it was Georgie, there is that, it's that saying, isn't it? Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. And this is absolutely true for this book and the same for so many. Yeah. Like even, I don't know if any of you are watching it, but like the traitors, like the traitor is always a nice person who's overly nice to everybody and no one suspects them. I'm like, did no one learn from the person? (laughs) It's driving me insane. It's why we have trust (laughs) issues. But but yeah, I think a bit of this for me, it was so obviously about the money inheritance because it was, you know, she hadn't got to that age yet where she was able to have that money for herself. And it all happened just before that. But there were still questions over what was the motive. And I felt like it's just, this is really obvious. Like, we don't need to even be questioning what is the motive here. We know it's about money. Let's just go down that avenue and find out. So I did wonder why that was because yeah, we also learned that Tilly's parents had both died as well. And this is another thing that really made me fall in love with her even more. It just gave her that depth that, you know, to someone that was relatable, she wasn't this super um, lucky person they'll get everything she wanted yeah. then we learned she's doing the charity work yeah my theory is like I said earlier it was Aunt Lulu and you, you're right Jess and I'm thinking why did I even think that she didn't have any page time but I was thinking maybe she will get some I suppose yeah. like we will learn yeah. more about her and I thought you know the young solicitor might have something to do with it and mm. I didn't suspect the charity at all I I felt like in a way we was kind of being led to possibly suspect Wes because Tilly didn't like him I, I thought no it's not him there's no point like why would he be left any money if she gets 
popped off. It's not going to happen. Yeah, so, I well, yeah, yeah, I dismissed those as quickly as it entered my head. But I was kind of just thinking it's going to be something to do with the solicitor and Aunt Lulu. And that's that's where I was going with it at the moment. And it was just all about the money, yeah. money, money, all the time. Yeah, well, I will say once Georgie entered the story, it wasn't that I didn't suspect her. I didn't want to suspect her. And I'll tell you why. Because of Tilly's reaction towards her. You know, she obviously didn't have a lot of people that truly loved her in her life, not in the way that she deserved to be loved. And her toxic best friends, they were just awful, weren't they? I feel like when Georgie came into it and, you know, she was, Tilly was like visibly upset and like kind of hugging on to her. And I thought, oh, well, I really don't want it to be this character. So I kind of didn't allow my mind to go there because I wanted to hold on to the fact that she still had somebody in her life that actually, truly loved her. But then very quickly after that, I felt like every single time Georgie did or said anything, it was just like another sort of insight. Ah, this I think it's going to be her. But I didn't understand how she pulled it off. So I found that very clever once she found out all that at the end. When I started to feel like it was Georgie, I was just excited to find out how they were going to unravel it and figure it out and how I actually felt so sorry for Tilly. She's going to find this out about the one person that she thought truly loved her. And then she's just going to be let down again, you know. So it was like I had all these feelings and emotions reading this book. It was just something else. It really was. So we're off an adventure with these girls as the story continues. We've gone from Manchester to Geneva to London, from a hospital bed to five-star hotels and luxury apartments. I mean, it was actually quite amazing. And I've uh, been to Geneva before, so I could sort of picture all of that just exactly as it was written. And it was pretty cool. So I cannot deny that this was a fun ride. I felt so sorry for uh, Jess at this point in the story because you could see that she was visibly weakened and, you know, she was obviously struggling um, to try and do this task for Tilly, but obviously physically going through what she's been through must have been very hard for her. Mm. So what were your feelings on that part of the story whilst we get to sort of the kind of middle to three quarter way through? Well, I loved, I loved traveling around. I loved living the socialite life for a while. It was, it was such a fun ride, like you said. You know, just to be able to visit all these places, it was so amazing to go to Geneva. I'd love to go to Switzerland, actually. I loved that, <laughs> but I did feel a bit uncomfortable with it, just because I didn't think it was that realistic in that kind of sense. I didn't feel that she struggled as much mm. as what she would have done if she'd just had this massive heart transplant it did make me feel slightly yeah I I can't I I feel I hate it when we have to get to these points of the book but I don't think flying on a plane when you've just had a heart transplant is good obviously it's not good and it's not good to be trying to solve a murder either but uh, yeah there was just something that just didn't sit quite right for me there but and I think and this is another thing that you probably got to both disagree with me on I think this book was so much more plot driven than it was character driven that I feel like it can get away with it I personally would have liked to have known how Jess was feeling a lot more. I'd have liked to have known how how she was doing this and the struggles that she had. We just had moments of that she might have experienced a bit of pain, but we didn't really get to learn how she felt. It needed a bit more emotion throughout the book than I could have believed that Jess was capable of doing this. Mm. This was a really hard question for me to answer because I absolutely loved this book. I loved the plot and I loved how fast paced it was and that we was going through all these things. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I did sometimes wonder about how much Jess did physically after a major operation. And I mean, it's a terrible example because you should definitely follow your doctor's orders (laughs) and allow your body to rest. And her heart was already suffering and working overtime because it was sustaining both of them. So that made it almost 
even harder to believe because I'm like it's not even just a normal patient after a heart transplant this is somebody who's still sharing that heart I don't know how Jess didn't end up in hospital after the flight and the stress of going into the Swiss bank pretending to be someone that she's not lying to both her parents and it felt like something that was so out of character for her that I felt like anxious when I was reading it because I was just like you know that feeling when you're younger and you like rebel and you do something you know you're not supposed to and you feel really guilty about it and like you're just sitting there being like when are they gonna find out it's not even are they going to it's like I know they will when will they find out and like what's gonna happen so I was like getting all that kind of like (laughs) teenage anxiety back while I was reading it which surely would have caused a lot more strain on her heart it would have given her anxiety it would like her blood pressure would have been shooting through the roof maybe that's just me maybe I'm projecting myself on this I don't know (laughs) but I was actually expecting Jess to get really ill and end up in hospital and for it to be like a growing moment for Tilly's character like that she'd maybe see how selfish she'd been and and she'd realize what it was doing to Jess physically and we do get a little bit of that near the end of the book where Tilly does kind of pick up on that but I I don't know I wonder if maybe if that health scare had landed in about the two-third mark of the book instead of right at the end if that could have been like a real moment for Tilly and her story arc and maybe that's like the turning point for her but I don't know I mean as you both have said as well it was so fun to read and go on this wild ride with them and again all the locations they went to I just kept thinking this would make such a cool tv show like you can imagine all the location shoots how fun it would be you can you oh know, yeah that'd be cool see it on Netflix so if you're listening Netflix because we all know they listen to this yeah, podcast yeah. right oh yeah of course everyone does <laughs> <laughs> but along with the whole like not wanting to get busted thing as well like I was waiting for her parents to find out she was lying to them and for that to throw a spanner in the works so I didn't I kind of got over the travel side of it. I did kind of think, oh, this seems maybe a little bit unrealistic, but I, I kind of was distracted by how fun it all was. But I would say the part that I found really hard to believe was her parents' reaction when they found out, specifically her dad, because her mum is quite wishy-washy and all that. But thinking about it as a parent, when her dad found out, like I was waiting for him to show up in London, like maybe he can track her phone or something. He'd be like, wait a minute, she's not with her mum. And I was just waiting for him to show up on a street corner and for them to have to try and explain what was going on and and just I thought that'd be really good tension but when he finds out and he's just kind of like look I'm mad at you for lying to me but if you think you're okay then as long as you're home for your appointment and that for me I was just like if my child had almost died and had a heart transplant and then lied to me and said she was with her mum and I found out she was in London with a friend I don't even know like I'd be on that first plane down there I wouldn't be like oh that's okay as long as you're home in time for your appointment cool it's fine (laughs) And I like I just I couldn't get my head around that bit. And I feel like if he had come and like thrown a spanner in the works, it wouldn't have disrupted the story that much. Like it might maybe could have been quite fun. They maybe had to prove to him that Tilly was real, or maybe he didn't believe, but he just knew saw how important this one was to her. And she was like, I'm not going back until I solve this. And he was kind of like, <laughs> okay, fine, we'll get this bit. Like for him to be there at least. That's probably the bit I found most unbelievable. I, it was so fun it's hard to like pick apart things and criticize things because it was just that fun story so yeah I kind of see it from both point of views well I was completely different I never really focused or thought too much about any of those things at all I was just from the minute I read the first page I was invested in the story and I treated it in the way that I feel it was intended as pure escapism and I read it very quickly and I was just invested with these two characters but I mean, I do agree with what you've said, like in a real life situation, all of those things that you've mentioned, yeah, would certainly be questionable. But also so would having the ghost of your person who's just given you your heart be questionable too. So, also, you know, I just have a Michael Bublé CD <laughs> in his car. I just like took this book 
as pure and unadulterated entertainment value for me and I, I wasn't overly questioning those things there this was just pure bliss for me but I do think it is very good and very valid points what you guys have said uh, but moving on to the next question so we've seen we see a softer side to Tilly when we learn about her charity work and it becomes clear that you know she was more than just a socialite trying to make herself look good she actually had passion and she cared about her charity and she wasn't afraid to get stuck in to help out like she really had a clear-cut goal for what she wanted in her life that was cut short so what did you think about this insight into her character and also regarding another character who comes into the story called Wes the cute charity worker who seems to take a liking to Jess so how did you feel about her charity work how did you feel about Wes and how did you feel the girls character arcs were developing at this point I thought this was such clever storytelling because we're with these girls nonstop in every single scene of this book and the author managed to keep their characters interesting and engaging throughout by just giving us little snapshots or just drip feeding us little bits of information about their lives bit by bit so that as they were getting to know each other and become friends it felt like we were getting to know them and befriend them too like I, I felt like I was there with them yeah and I just loved that and I love that there was this other side of Tilly and I think if she'd just been the spoiled socialite with the sob story of her parents' death and her murder, then she would have been entertaining. She still would have been funny and bringing that comedy element to the story. But I think it would have ended there. But by having this other layer to her, it made me fall in love with her character. And I was genuinely sad that her life had been cut short. And yeah. I think what it did really cleverly was it bridged the divide for me as a reader that her wealth and privilege had created, because mm. that wasn't something that's in my world or that I could relate to. But then this side of her sort of bridged that gap for me. And I think that's when Tilly became so much more to me at that point. As for Wes, I thought he was a good character and that he had just the right amount of page time in this book because yes. it's not supposed to be about Jess finding the love of her life. He was there as like a little beacon of hope for the future. And I like that we don't get too much of it and it's early doors. So they may end up together for years or they may fizzle out quickly. I just felt like he symbolized this other life that Jess would have when Tilly was no longer there. And she had a whole life still to live. And Wes's character just made it a little bit easier for us to kind of envision that life because we knew at one point Tilly was going to have to not be there anymore and so I think he was great for that and he was important for that though <laughs> how big a twist would it have been if Wes was the one behind the murder <laughs> like, okay, like, what twist that would have been? <laughs> like can you imagine can you imagine uh, like none of the listeners can see this but like you guys can see how excited my face is by that prospect like, that would have been such a like shock like revelation but like I can accept that Sue made the right choice and not making Wes yeah I'm really glad I mean, thanks Sue can you but can you imagine Tilly's reaction like she already underestimated him and didn't like him can you imagine her being like what him he did this he masterminded this like she would have been <laughs> raging like it just makes me laugh thinking about it yeah <laughs> I love that. What would have been? I'm now thinking like, what his motive have been? Because I don't think if he if he could kill someone, it's not like he wants money for the charity. So maybe they would have had a relationship or something in the past. And yeah, so that, no, I'm now. I, we know so little about do. him. Yeah, like, who knows? Um, but yeah, I I also really loved learning all this about Tilly. I loved that she had this softer side, and underneath that like huge big bravado that she had, that she had a really, really kind heart. And I just thought that was a lovely touch. But there was also parts of me that felt like that maybe it was a bit out of character for her then, because 
she would say things to Jess that were not very nice, actually, about her being common. So I found that a bit odd and not sure why she would have said that if she's got these beliefs that she wants to help sort of underprivileged people for single mothers or for young single mothers and stuff like that. She looked down her nose at Jess. I'm confused at this. I feel like maybe we could have seen her privilege in other ways. I don't know what you both thought of that. And then you like mentioned character arcs as well, because I loved their character journey. I think their character journey together was amazing. And I, su- and I suppose this is what their arc is, that they become this, this amazing friendship that developed between them. But sort of individually, I, I didn't really see any character development. I don't know if, if this is the same like for you, because Tilly was the same person and she was the same person at the end, but she just had an, a friendship with Jess. She was still the same person before she died, who was a charity worker who had all this money. Mm. Um, and Jess was is still the same person as as well. But that, so that I don't feel like they changed much, but I just really loved their friendship. With the character arc, I didn't really see that, but I did love that their friendship was so strong that ending just oh my goodness and and Wes yeah I (laughs) god Wes I I I really liked the introduction of him and I liked that he only had that amount of page time (laughs) because I found him a little bit sickly (laughs) (laughs) he's not for you Arden he's for Jess it it was that end part with him I was just like (laughs) no don't Hey, cool, Wes. <laughs> but no, but I thought, he, I thought it was a fun character and I think he fit Jess well. But for me, no, but I did, I think, I, yeah, I didn't suspect him all throughout the book, but I did, I think he was a good addition and I like what you said, Jess, where it's, his, it's not a story about their, their blossoming love. It's yeah. just he's given her some hope and she has something to look forward to now. She's She's got a friend that she can now see. She didn't have any friends before and now that, Tilly has left her. She's now got something to look forward to, and I, and I love that. Yeah, no, I really appreciate everything that you guys have said there as well. And I do. I feel as if there wasn't really any character arts to do either with these two characters. I feel as if they were both self-assured and within themselves, you know, like they already knew who they were. I think the book was more about... Um, their journey to finding each other and this unlikely friendship that turned into something that would stay with them for the rest of their lives and that would affect them for the rest of their lives and that's what I really well and truly loved about that I do think that Tilly was really quite mean to Jess a lot of the times and some of the things that she said but Mm -hmm. it was so like off the cuff like it it, it, to me it was just like a product of her own environment she didn't I don't think she Mm -hmm. was even aware like she had no self-awareness and no filter either but that was also part of who she was but also how she'd been brought up and just what she must have been used to the way she probably talked like that to all of her friends all of her life I think that that was again just quite insightful to maybe how the other half live does it make it okay no but that might be very true to how you know that would have been in her own life and I like to think that when Tilly's going to the great beyond that she'll have taken you know some of what she learned from Jess with her so that's kind of you know where I was thinking with that as regards to Wes I felt as if it was just some very nice foreshadowing for future Jess and something that Tilly was going to be able to do for this friend that she had made and she's going to leave her with something so important going forward in her life and that because of that, Jess will always have a part of Tilly with her. And I just thought it was lovely. And Wes, you know, came as a sort of package deal with that. And I did feel like 
Like initially, obviously, Tilly was seemed to be a bit gripey about uh, Wes liking Jess, but I, I'm obviously assuming that you never felt that way towards Tilly. Like they obviously clashed, and she just got her nose out of joint about it. But by the end, she was given an encouragement there for Jess and Wes, and I thought, well, she has changed. By the end of the book, she had changed because she was able to actually do that. So that was a nice part in the book with this potential looming maybe relationship with Wes to come. So I really liked all of that. So finally, we learned the grim truth about Tilly's death and how it was all connected to her parents' death too. Were you shocked by this revelation? And how do you feel about the murder... Sorry. How do you feel about the murder (laughs) mystery element of the story as a whole? Oh, this was this was just so emotional. I don't know how you both felt, but her parents, how awful it was what happened to them. So her parents died in a fire, um, which it just seemed accidental at the time. And when just until he learned about this, have have we said it? We've said Georgie, haven't we? And we learned that Georgie was behind all this. It was so sad. And the motive was Tilly's money, but also Georgie was just so fixated on Tilly's dad because... Her mum. That was weird. It was so weird. Like Georgie just wanted him all for herself, so she didn't actually mean to kill her dad. He wasn't supposed to be in the house with the fire. So it's all really down to jealousy. And I think it was a really clever motive because when we learnt that Georgie loved her dad that much, that was another thing that made me not guess it was Georgie. That I felt like she was so close to the family that she loved her dad. Why would she want to cause any of them any harm? But jealousy was just underlying against the whole of that. So I was really, really shop sue had written this so well it was a really great twist one that i was not expecting as a murder mystery plot i think it was very very clever the main part of the story what we do as readers is that we fall in love with these two characters we are there to solve tilly's murder but not in that whole kind of sherlock holmes type feel it was it was just two girls trying to figure out what happened so it it was a murder mystery but it didn't quite feel it's not like a detective murder mystery or private investigator murder mystery it was something different and it was it was all made better and stronger by their friendship and I, I thought it was I thought it was brilliant I loved it yeah I mean going back to what I said earlier this story did follow a well-used mystery formula but those formulas are well used for a reason because they work yeah. and I think everyone's first ever murder mystery is going to be the one that gives them the biggest gasp moment because it's their first time experiencing that formula like my 10 year old started reading the murder most unladylike series last year and the first one blew her mind <laughs> She was like, Mum, the murderer wasn't even one of the detective suspects. But Mum, <laughs> it, it just it made me so happy. I mean, this will be why she has trust issues growing up. But it made me so happy, like, to watch her, like, just her mind, like, explode at this because it went against everything you're kind of taught as kids. You know, like, police always know what they're doing. And if something bad happens, you get caught and put in jail. And the people in authority are always there to help you. And people who act nice are nice. Like, they're all the things you kind of grow up learning. Mm-hmm. And it's not until that gets turned on its head. And you're like, wow and you see the world in like a totally different way and she loved it like, like she absolutely she's like I want the next one and I want the next one and I want them she's already like mm-hmm. ha- like pretty much finished the series so I think once you see the pattern then you get that thrill of trying to spot the pattern before the killer is revealed but then probably after years and years and you're talking like probably 30 years more than 30 years of me like watching these types of shows and reading these types of books the pattern like glares off the page it's like almost too obvious but it just it just depends on what stage you're at when you come across these books. And it's kind of like the first Frozen movie. 
when that came out, I don't know if either of you watched that in the cinema, but mm-hmm. I remember that scene when Prince Hans leans down to give Anna true love's kiss and instead he says, if only there was someone who loved you. Like the gasps from yeah, adults. Yeah, that and was gasp, a gasp that moment. That was brilliant. <laughs> because oh, we we had never yeah. been lied to by Disney like that before. Like oh. never before had the prince told the princess he loved her and asked her to marry him when he actually had ulterior motives. Like that had never happened before. I mean, getting back to Totally Deceased, I think Sue picked the right killer, the right motive, and the right means. If I'm being really picky, and this is real nitpicking because this book was incredible, and I already know it's it's a high contender for my top 10 for this year, and we're still in January. So I really did love this book. But if I had to be really, really picky, I maybe would have liked there to have been another viable suspect. If there'd been mm. another character with a really compelling motive and with means to do it, that would have made me second guess myself. And I think the characters do it with, all joking aside about Wes, it wasn't Wes, Wes was not the character to do it with, but <laughs> I think you sort of mentioned him before, Arden, was the solicitor's son or grandson, I can't remember what their relationship was, Yeah. but we got a little bit of that, but I just feel like that red herring could have developed more, like if we found out mm-hmm. he maybe needed the money, if we found out he was in debt or had gambling debts, or if we found out that the reason behind his father or grandfather, whichever it was, behind his illness was under suspicious circumstances. Anything like that would have made me would have made me guess it be like, oh, maybe it is him, maybe it's not Georgie. I mean, I'm scraping the barrel here. And I have to say as well, sometimes when I read YA or teen books, I do get a little bit frustrated when I'm like, okay, why is this up to teenagers to solve? <laughs> like, why is there not? But I think like was something you said earlier Arden about how the murder mystery element like I thought it was believable that they figured it out and it was, isn't a detective story this isn't like a police crime story and it was believable that these teenage girls could figure it out because Tilly was a ghost like she had this access yeah. into rooms or way of finding out information so that it was believable it wasn't like Scooby-Doo where like these teenagers are like sneaking into places and like figuring out all the clues <laughs> like for me that made it believable and it made I, I was like yeah I could see teenagers figuring out all this stuff mm-hmm. Because one of them yeah. can walk through walls. Of course, she can figure it oh, out. And... But she couldn't. Not she couldn't really, could she? She struggled. By the end, by the end, she did it. Mm-hmm. But things like she could walk behind, like the bit where she walks behind the solicitor and she reads what he's looking at on the piece of paper. Yeah. Well, Jess, like things like that, like, you can get away with when you're a ghost. I just really wanted to hurt Georgie more. Like yeah. you know, at that point yeah. where she was like flicking in Georgie's hair and blowing on her neck and just trying to strangle her. Yeah. Sorry, I'll let you carry on. No, that was me. That was the end of my my answer. What I also found quite unusual but cool was the fact that Jess could actually feel Tilly. Like, I would have expected that because she was a ghost, I would have thought that she wouldn't have been something that you could actually physically have touched, but yet Jess could. Um, and it just made you made them feel all the more connected, but it also showed that Tilly was still present in this world and really needed to have yeah. that opportunity to go to the greater beyond. So, But yeah, it really kept them together as a unit. So it, it made it feel more realistic as well for me. But before we go on to the very last question, just talking about the ending, I'd like to ask you guys if you have any favourite quotes from this book, because there were so many things that you could say, but I'll let you guys go first and share Mm -hmm. the ones that you've highlighted. there were so many that I had to pick between a few for what was my favourite, but it was quite early on, actually, and it just really shows the comedy aspect of this book. And for me, it was something from Tilly, and she said, 
blue and pink what did you think I am newborn twins and it was just like <laughs> hilarious I was just like oh my goodness it's just so clever love that bit. yeah that's a good one I think the one that kind of stood out for me we talk about how funny Tilly is but Jess was actually really funny as well and like she yeah. came out with some really good one-liners and she was quite sarcastic too and I think there's one early on where she says something I, I should have written it down but it's something along the lines of nobody tells me I've got a fat arse especially a size 8 dead girl where I quite like that one as well yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good well, I've chosen two quotes one from Jess and one from Tilly because I thought they equally were on point with their humour and it was quite early on as well I'm actually actually quite cool that we all had different ones uh, so Jess's one was oh, maybe you should get a life I say oops sorry you can't <laughs> I was like it was, it was quite I mean it was quite that's quite a rude thing to say but you know it was funny I just I, I burst out laughing and, I was just thinking that I would totally say that yeah, <laughs> it must be something about the name Jess maybe I don't know <laughs> um maybe and the other one was like uh, don't you have a middle name and uh, mine were after mummy cool I I was named after Jessica Fletcher is she a relative, sweetie? <laughs> Honestly, I laugh so much. But that was just like two examples of just how witty both characters were. It was so sharp. Yeah, and then um, it was just, yeah, there's no way you could read that book and not be laughing your head off. It was like fantastic. So moving on to the last question before we tie everything up. Let's talk about the ending. And let's be honest. Did you sob your way through the last chapter? And were you okay? <laughs> how did you feel about the character's where they ended up and were you satisfied with the ending? I cried like a baby. <laughs> I shared more than Jess's name there. I shared her loss. Like <laughs> I literally cried real physical tears. And I haven't, honestly, I haven't done that reading a book since 2019 when I read Before the Coffee Gets Cold by Toshikazu Kawaguchi. And I, I mean, I've had lumps in my throat since then. I've have felt heaviness in my heart since then reading books. I mean, I'm sure our last two, um, Six Times We Almost Kissed and Fourth Wing, like there were moments in both those books where I felt kind of like the lump in my throat, mm. but there was no physical tears, but there were, there were definite tears here and it was just perfect. I couldn't imagine a better ending for these girls. And though it was sad, it still felt beautiful and hopeful and I love that Tilly's mother was there. Like, I didn't expect that at all, but I really loved it. And her grand, like you, you said before about like Georgie being the only person Tilly had who really loved her. Like, I kind of didn't feel that because I felt like her relationship with her grandfather was so beautiful throughout the whole book. Every moment she had with her grandfather, I just loved those parts of the story. And I love that he was there to kind of help guide her. And I almost felt a little bit sad for him because that was kind of he was just left there on his own now he had no more family on but I, I imagine he probably would isn't going to be long in following them but yeah I have no critique like there's nothing I can say because for me the ending of this book was perfection yeah, yeah I, I, I just totally agree I thought it was absolutely beautiful the ending was amazing and yeah, I didn't I didn't think either about the great like the granddad needed to come in any earlier I because I think it was the whole murder mystery thing that got that got me, and I thought she this was she was so angry that someone had killed her that the first thing she wants to do is find out what happened. It was totally believable, but I loved the moments between her and her granddad, and that's what got me. I I didn't cry, I didn't shed any tears, but I definitely did have the lump in my throat, and I different and I definitely felt I felt emotional. I did feel sad, um, but no tears broke through. I'm very sorry, but oh, I, you. Uh, are <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead inside. But no, 
it it really did get me and I I was sort of like holding my breath at those times when she went and when she went with her mum oh that was that was so emotional but what I'd really love and I'm glad that we spoke about the granddad because I was going to bring him up anyway because I loved their relationship I loved that he could see her and that just showed to me that he was obviously close to passing over as well so I I didn't feel sort of sad for him that he was now on his own because I felt if he could see her he's probably ready to go and he'll be joining his daughter and his granddaughter so I felt really happy about that look at um, us trying to kill off an old man I know. <laughs> make it sound beautiful <laughs> oh, I'm rooting for the granddad I'm rooting for him <laughs> but I did think I was totally satisfied like everything was tied up wasn't it like yeah. the murder mystery was wrapped up Georgie got what was coming to her and so we not even said his name but Markham he got what was coming to him yeah. um at that point, I don't know how you both felt when they she was in that treehouse and he was trying to grab her down and she didn't have any strength left, but Tilly mm. got into her body and just pushed him away. I just felt was amazing. Yeah. And that she finally was able to do that. And now he's just, what is he, paralysed for the rest of his life? We, I think that's how it was left. But yeah, I think everything was really well wrapped up. There's no loose end and it was a happy ending. It was a positive, it was sad, but it was a happy sad it all worked out well for everybody and Tilly's back with her mum and that was that was emotional and lovely and really well written yeah yeah it was an absolutely oh just the the perfect bittersweet ending it was just absolutely wonderful and the part where you realized that her mum was just about to come and get her I like I actually was like (laughs) kind of like that you know because I was just like oh this is just so happy sad and you, you know you just but, you know, they, they equally, they both knew that this was coming and that they would have to let go. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the other things that I loved was there was actual consequence in this book for people's actions. And, yeah, they, they did get what they deserved at the end and it was wrapped up really well. And I, I particularly loved that Georgie, by the end of it, she herself showed some yeah. remorse for what she'd done and she, she, took the, she took it upon herself to openly admit what she'd done and you know receive the consequences I know it also was because she didn't want to be haunted from Tilly for the rest of her life <laughs> but at the same time I still feel like she did show that somewhere inside her warped mindset she did actually care about Tilly but she got wrapped up in selfishness and just you know everything else that comes along with the love of money so I was glad to see that she was going to live out her consequence yeah. but overall the ending was just one of probably one of the best endings I've read in a book. So I have thoroughly enjoyed this podcast. So much fun. Just as always great talking to you guys. But next month is Jess's choice. So Jess, are you able to give us a little bit of a teaser about what you've picked? Well, next month's book goes in a different direction. Instead of trying to solve a murder, our main character is trying to commit a murder. Mm. And I'm going to say it now. This book is not lighthearted. It will definitely have trigger warnings, but I have finished reading it now. I know you two haven't read it yet, but it is absolutely brilliant. And I cannot wait to hear what you guys think about it. Sounds good. Can't wait for that. Um, Well, thank you everyone once again for listening. And we'd love to get your feedback. So do get in touch and let us know your thoughts on these books and this book in particular. You can get in touch on X and Instagram. And if you enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe, rate and review. It really does make a difference. And this has been YA Book Jam with your hosts, Shelley Mack. Arden Jones. 
and JL Bleakley. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at YA underscore bookjam. And if you're a publisher and have books coming out this year that you think would be interested in, you can email us at yabookjampodcast at gmail.com. To watch Arden interview authors and illustrators, check out Kidlit Live on YouTube and follow on Instagram at Kidlit Live. You can also follow Arden on X and Instagram at Arden Eliza Jones. You can follow Shelley on Instagram at Shelley Mac Books for her author Q&A. And you can follow Jess on Instagram at j.l.bleakly. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.